0: Welcome, welcome, and welcome, everybody, to the show. It is the Rob Zachary Show. And yes, we are live, and yes, we are getting ready to activate the Periscope feed. So, stand by if you are listening to us on Blog Talk, or you're listening to us on uh, speaker or however else you listen to us and you want to uh, watch us go to Twitter and click on the periscope link uh, go there right now i will give you i will give you 8 seconds from when i say go how's that you ready okay Get ready and go. One, two, three, four, five, six, ah oh, man. Seven. <laughs> All right. For so, for some reason our uh, our entire um all the work we were doing and getting the um, Spreaker feed ready, uh, we we lost all the information that we put into the uh, window. I know, isn't that isn't that messed up? It's always such a pain in the ass to get this thing going. Um, but everybody seems to like it. Well, I mean. Depending on who is on, uh, and they're, you know, the 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 cursing. Sometimes people go on there and they're like "f you," so it's it's kind of hurtful. Um, but what are you gonna do? So we're gonna try this again. Let's see. So uh, let's see. Um, so we got to push re does. I wonder if that's how. Uh, yeah, MSNBC alters the C. I'm giving you, guys, I'm giving you guys the um, the headline of what uh, we're going to talk about the segment. See, this was already done, but we, uh, uh, you know, we, we we lost it. I don't know how, but so we'll uh we'll we'll try it again and then we're going to talk about Iran and they uh punk us again and then we're going to talk about Trump so Trump Keeps rolling. How's that? There. All right, guys. Here we go. Now we'll try it again. (laughs) So do the countdown. Let's do the countdown together. Now. One. (laughs) Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. How's that? All right. There. <laughs> Nine. Uh, all right. We are. Are we live? Or are we not live? Yeah, we're live. Uh, hold on. Let me get this. Yeah. We gotta. We gotta alter this. Hold on. We're constantly constantly altering. All right, let's try this again. No. Such a pain in the ass. It really is. This is the whole We're going to try, try this one one more time. Let's see, so your carry show I know, guys. Just bear with me, will you, please? Oh, we should have some whistling. We should have some like uh, uh, intro whistling music. <laughs> All right, we'll try it. So we go. Uh, hashtag MSNBC alters the sea. <laughs> <laughs> CNN poll. I know. Then go uh, figure, got to do a hashtag Iran. Iran punks us again. And here we go. Trump still. Rolling. All right, we're going to try this one last time. Okay? One last time. Here we go. Do the countdown with me. One last time. Here it is. And we're going to go here,
1: here, there. Whoa! Jeez,
0: look at that handsome guy. All right, there. All right. <laughs> there, that's not bad. There. It only took us it only took us three times. So if you're listening to us on the radio, you're listening to us on Spreaker, you're listening to us on Blog Talk, you're listening to us uh, however you listen, it only took us three times to get that right. It only took us three times to get that right. All right, so we're back. Welcome to the program. It's Rob's Carey Show. I am your wonderful host, Rob Zaccari. So where do we start? I would say the left is officially freaking out. I would say they've officially, they've, uh, I've never seen this before. I'm 43. Uh, I've only been following politics for, I don't know, since I was 14, 13, 14 And I've never seen this before. So the most amazing thing that I've ever witnessed, a network. Now, of course, all of these uh, cable networks were not around back when I was uh, 12 or 13. But I've never seen a news organization. I've never seen Tom Brokaw. I've never seen... uh, Dan Rad, I just I've never seen anybody ever get a poll, and because everybody is buzzing about that poll, alter the poll to make it fit your narrative. Now I'm not talking about your own poll. I'm not talking about when you do a poll. The Rob's a Kerry show, Paul. And you don't like the outcome because you sampled too many uh, leftists. Or you sampled too many, uh, you know, I, I don't know, people with uh, uh, no arms and no legs. I'm talking about someone else's Paul. I'm talking about someone else's Paul. <laughs> I'm talking about... Where you go, I don't like what that poll says. So, and we're going to tell you what it really should be. <laughs> I've never seen that. It's, it's amazing to see all the stories today. And there's a ton of stories. Whether you go to the New York Times, whether you go to the Washington Post. I mean, all the usual suspects. Daily Beast. Huffington Post, New York Times, Bezo—I call it Bezo—the Bezo paper. It's the Washington Post, the Bezo paper. There are story after story that have come out today. Why the polls don't really matter? Why? Why? Why the why the polls are kind of wrong?
1: Why why, why it's still
0: too early to really follow the poll? Remember three weeks ago it was over. Look at the polls, look at the polls, look at the polls. Look at all the polls it was it's over. Hillary Clinton's up by ten. Hillary Clinton's up by fourteen. Hillary Clinton's up by sixteen. It's a slaughter. She's measuring the curtains. It's done. And don't forget, we're always told, we're always told, pre-this, the campaign doesn't really start until after Labor Day. But, but this time is different because everybody's engaged. Everybody's engaged more than they've ever done before. So normally, normally, that holds water. But this time around, this time around, No, no. People are engaged. So this notion that after Labor Day is when the campaigns really start and when the polls really matter. No, 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 no. I heard that. So the polls and where the polls are now, that's it. It's too late for Trump to turn it around. Way too late. Way too late. Now all of a sudden you have a CNN poll come out that has trump up 2 3 points margin there let's just say tied and even in all the other states the polls are shrinking and now you hear wow well, you know it the, the polls it's, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter it's so oh wait what and then MSNBC and sleepy eyed Chuck Todd go even further.
1: They go even further. They're so pissed off. They are so pissed off that they alter the polls. I I I kid you not. They alter the polls. I, I I've never seen it.
2: I've never seen it.
0: I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it. So yesterday, because the liberal,
2: uh,
0: every, every of the left, uh, you you name them. Like I said, rather, <laughs> rather it's Facebook, rather it's Twitter, rather it's Instagram, rather it's Tinder, rather it's uh, Sugar Daddy Democrat dot com, what, whatever. Okay, <laughs> whatever. They're, they're just, uh, well, this can't be. No. Do it. What's going on? I got ah uh, uh, Please. No. So Chuck Todd's like, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to make everybody feel better. Sleepy Eyes is going to make everybody feel better. So Sleepy Eyes comes out. It says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, uh, this poll that CNN did is wrong. Wrong. They 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 skewed it. They they skewed it too much. Okay. And what we've got to do is take uh, polling data from the 2012 electorate. What? Now now the, the they're 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 losing their minds to where it's. Well, we've got to take polling data from 2012. So you're going to take polling data, and you're going to do numbers based off of Obama and Romney. And you're going to use those numbers because you don't like the numbers that came out yesterday for Hillary Clinton. And Donald Trump. And the candidates. The candidates. Both of them. Are
1: complete. Complete.
0: Opposites. Of who they're comparing numbers with. I mean yeah. Obama's radical as hell. But Hillary. Is more radical. Than Obama. In so many ways. I mean. Just the fact that she's an old white woman is pretty radical. The fact that uh, black folk don't like her, that's not a right thing. And I'm not saying black folk are in love with Donald Trump, but there's a lot of black folk. I mean, hell, you guys seen over the weekend P. Diddy, Puffy, his name, Puffy Combs. Sean Combs, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy. He came out and said, hold up, my black brothers and sisters. Don't just give your vote automatically to Hillary Clinton. Just don't give it to her because she's a Democrat. I'm not saying give it to Trump. Command something. Say we want something in return. Don't just give that vote up. So here's MSNBC saying, no, 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 no. This data that uh, CNN is doing, it's wrong. It's 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 wrong. It's improbable. You you got to use 2012 data. But the 2012 data, as far as I'm concerned, is even more skewed because you're talking about Obama, Hillary, Romney, Trump. And as much uh, skewed as far as Hillary and Obama, you could do the same for Romney and Trump. There was no grassroots excitement for Romney. There was no grassroots excitement for Mitt. What he cared about, Mitt? It was like, yeah, okay. All right, you know, yeah, yeah, okay. Easy, young McCain. Okay. So. It's preposterous to roll back time and go to 2012 and go, whoa, whoa, whoa we have to use 2012. We, 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 we have to. We have to use 2012. So Chuck Todd says, when we look at the uh, polling data, it appears that whites without a college degree appear to make up nearly half of their sample in 2012 by the way whites without a college degree was slightly more than a third of all voters the point is the numbers may not be wrong but you're waiting you're 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 waiting maybe your assumption so the cnn folks assumed an electorate that is not an impossible scenario for trump But it would be an historic shift if it occurred. No different than Hillary Clinton getting the exact amount of black vote that Obama did. Doric achievement. I mean, remember, Obama got a, 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 a turnout of black voters that was unprecedented. I mean, it was unprecedented. So to assume Hillary Clinton is going to get the exact same turnout it is liberal wet dreaming. I mean, it really is. It's liberal wet dreaming. So Sleepy Eyes goes on, with the numbers adjusted, <clears throat> excuse me. And with the numbers adjusted to reflect how the election shook out four years ago, Clinton's two-point deficit will be shifted to a four-point lead. What? <laughs> Grading on the curve is now polling on the curve. I mean, now, I, hell, it, it's it's it's. Uh, It's teacher having an affair with the the student curve. That's like, you know, Billy, you really got a D, but, well, I'm going to give you a C plus. Meet me after class. Meet me after class. Chuck Todd, sleepy eyes. He woke up and went, hey. Wait a minute! <laughs> wait a minute! Wait, this is this is wrong. This is, you can't you can't you can't skew the polls like that. We, we wait a minute. This is this is coming from MSNBC. This come from MSNBC. Remember, these are the ones. These are the guys that did the whole. Uh, polling the I, I don't remember what poll it was The Wall Street Journal poll was the NBC, MSNBC Wall Street Journal The poll they did right before Rather it was South Carolina One of the big days uh, Back in the primary And out of the blue Out of the blue Had Ted Cruz up three or four points And that was the narrative of the day 'Cause you know all these polls are just segments. They're all segments. They're all segments. That's all. It's like how do we fill this segment? Okay, well we'll we'll do the polls, we'll have a we'll have a data talk about the polls, Matthews will talk about the polls, uh, you know, Matt will talk about the polls, O'Donnell will talk about okay, so now we'll do this and uh, that's all it is. So here's Chuck Todd altering the polls by another network because they don't like the outcome. And he's going to use the 2012 map and the 2012 electorate because, of course, the candidates are just all so similar. (laughs) Panic and desperation. Panic and desperation. This is from the side that three weeks ago we're telling Trump and the Trump supporters and the Republicans and anybody on the right, it's over. Go home. Not only are you going to get slaughtered in this race, but you're also going to lose the House, you're going to lose the Senate, you're going to lose state legislature seat, you're going to lose governorship, you're going to lose everything you're 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 gonna become the Whig party that was three weeks ago now all of a sudden go to, to the to daily beast go to Buzz, go go to every, go to every site you can possibly go to every site you possibly can find just go there And it's a story about the new poll. It's it's not, it's, it's, everybody don't panic. It's not, look, Hillary's still way up in this state. Hillary's still way up. And remember, these national polls, at the end of the day, regardless. Listen, when you're taking polling data from states that are historically blue, and historically red, And you're factoring that polling data. To a national poll. is very disingenuous. And when you're taking sampling from Texas. Or you're taking sampling from California. Or you're taking sampling from New Jersey. And you're putting all of that data in. And you're going look. Hillary Clinton's up six points. Hillary Clinton's up seven points. But everybody knows California doesn't matter. Texas doesn't matter. Jersey doesn't matter. New York doesn't matter. We've talked about it on this show to nauseam. What matters? Ohio. What matters? Michigan. What matters? Pennsylvania. What matters? Florida. Florida. Wisconsin. The Rust Belt. You hear it all the time. The Rust Belt, Rust Belt, Rust Belt. So even when you see a poll that goes, oh, Hillary Clinton is up
1: six points. Hillary Clinton is up seven points.
0: You got to look at Ohio. You got to look at the states that are actually going to decide this election. And in Ohio, they're pretty much tied, give or take a point or two. Give or take a point or two, Hillary's not up by 15 points in Ohio.
1: Hillary's not up.
0: by 15 points in Florida. And every time I hear somebody on the left bring up Nate Silver, well, Nate Silver said, Nate Silver said, you guys realize that Nate Silver was beyond wrong during the primaries. You realize that? You can't erase the primaries And go to 2012 and go, oh, he was, he was perfect. He was perfect in 2012. He predicted Obama right,
1: right now.
0: Yeah, but the entire primary season, he was wrong. He was wrong. I remember we talked about this right after Trump got the nomination. And I said, watch. All these people that were wrong, rather it was Nate Silver or the Dana Perinos, Left and right. Remember, Nate Silver's a liberal hack. Just remember that. He's a liberal polling hack. But I digress. But what did I say? All of these people... From Nate Silver on down, who were beyond wrong in the prime. Remember, every month, every month, every single one of these pollsters, even Frank Luntz. Frank Luntz, the guy who wears the worst wig. I mean, the worst wig. You can't get a worse wig than Luntz. And the guy's got money. It always amazes me. Guys who have money, who have bad wigs, don't get it. Just don't get it. Don't get it. Anyways, again, I digress. So from Nate Silver to every other pundit, month after month, what did they say? Oh, Trump's done next month. He's done. It's over. It's over. I remember watching Nate Silver on Lawrence O'Donnell, and he go, "The data, the data that we're looking at, it basically shows that Donald Trump is 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 losing support, and Donald Trump, he will he will be out of the race effectively next month. And then next month comes, Trump's not out. Okay, all right, we are." We are uh, course-correcting, and we... Shut up! Shut up! And what did I say? After the primaries, once we got Hillary and Trump, everybody that was wrong during the primaries would act as if that never happened. Sure as the day, they're all acting like it never happened. So all the people that day after day said Trump is done. Trump is done. Look at the numbers, polling don't lie. Look at this sampling. Look at that sampling. All those same people have been saying Trump is done. Hillary's killing him. Hillary's gonna smoke him. Hillary's a. Hillary- and we're in the exact same position that we were. And what's going on right now? They're all freaking out. They're all freaking out. So you have Chuck Todd, sleepy eyes, redoing other people's polls. <laughs> Man. You want to talk about a party in panic Mode You want to talk about a <laughs> a party in panic mode. Man, when your network I mean, let's face it, it's not just CNN, the Clinton News Network, but it's also MSNBC. I mean, you can't get more in the bag, not just Hillary but for Democrats than MSNBC, NBC in general. Remember, the president of NBC did the whole rant. Trump is a monster. Trump is Satan. Trump is blah, blah, blah.
1: He's the president. He's the president of NBC. (laughs) It's amazing.
0: So it's not just CNN. It's MSNBC. So you got a network (laughs) redoing the polls (laughs) on another liberal network. It's just full on panic mode. Just, wow, what are we going to do? Because remember, what do polls do? Polls create a narrative and reinforce an idea. Okay, They reinforce an idea. So if you're a low information voter. And remember, my 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 concept of a low information voter is different than other people's concepts of a low information voter. But if you're a low information voter, if you're a I only vote. For the presidency. I only vote every four or eight years. I only get engaged for the presidency. I only get involved for the big game. You know, people that don't watch football until the Super Bowl. Every week, every Monday night game, every Thursday night game, every Sunday night game, 5 million viewers, 7 million viewers, playoffs, 20 million viewers, 15 million viewers, playoffs, so, you know the 23, uh, the championship, 25, Super Bowl, a hundred million, state senate races or national, you know, you know, governorship, whatever. Polling turnout here, polling turnout here, presidency, hundred plus million vote. So it's those people. So the polls are designed to influence those people. Nobody wants to be on a losing team. Nobody wants to root for a losing team. That's, that's the nature of who we are. Oh, what's the trend? Parachute pants? I'll wear parachute Oh, what's the trend? Listening to Vanilla Ice? All right, I'll listen to Vanilla Ice. Oh, that's not in right now? Okay, then I'm not going to listen to Vanilla Ice. Breakdancing. I'll learn how to breakdance. I know I'm white, but everybody's doing it. Moonwalk. Everybody's doing it. Oh, he's a pedophile? Not going to like him no more. I mean, that's who we are. So the polls are created... To influence people that don't want to be with a loser. That's why MSNBC who has uh, you know hundreds of thousands, millions of hipster liberal douchebags that watch them, and in between those Hiprol hip <laughs> <hip-roll, laughs> hipster liberal douchebags, you have tweeners. We talk about cleaners on the show all the time. They could go Republican. They could go Democrat. They don't necessarily go for policy. Sometimes they go for personality. They want to be inspired. They don't necessarily have to be inspired by a plan to feed African children with 50,000 tons of grain. But it's those people, the tweeners. And MSNBC doesn't want the tweeners to see the momentum going for Trump because it can make those tweeners go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get behind Trump. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, it's cool. He seems to be the parachute pants of 2016 yeah right on that's what these polls do that's what these polls do plain and simple plain and simple so remember that when you're Taking a look at CNN, and you're looking at uh, Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd talking about, well, we gotta alter <laughs> the polling data. What? You can't do that, you dummy! You can't. You know we we gotta change something around here. Russell Wilson should never have thrown that ball in the end zone, you see. He should have handed the ball to Marshawn Lynch. And and, and, and you see, we're going to take coaching data from past and present coaches in the National Football League. And uh, basically, if you put all that information together, the majority... Said they would have handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna reverse that. We're gonna put the ball in Marshawn Lynch's hands. He's gonna rush for that touchdown. So as of right now, we are changing. We are changing that outcome. And the Seattle Seahawks are the winner of the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what we're gonna do.
0: That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna
3: do. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Nate Silver said, Nate Silver. All right, so there you go. There's my uh, it's <laughs> my <laughs> MS-NBC, uh Chuck Todd. Sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd. Now, somebody brought up, and you kind of beat me to it. Uh, I we could listen, guys. We could take calls. The only problem is uh, the way it's set up. You're not going to hear the calls uh, on Periscope. That's the only problem. But yes, you can. I, I got a call in number. Now you can't call in and act like retard's. Okay. (laughs) You can't call in and act stupid, but uh, people on Periscope won't be able to listen. Now, maybe we could fix that. Now, when we did live feeds before, we would get different feedback, and it was annoying, and I had everybody screaming and bitching and yelling, and we're still new to the whole Periscope thing. We still got issues that were working out. But give me till tomorrow. All right, give me till tomorrow. Let me see if I could get the old system back up. And if I get the old system back up, we'll take calls. And that way people on Periscope can listen to the calls. And it won't just be a one-sided affair and everybody on Periscope will just be listening to me. I know you guys love to hear my wonderful voice, but we'll do that tomorrow. OK, I promise, I promise. Now, somebody beat me to bringing up. I don't know if it's a town hall, would it be called a town hall? Would you classify it as a town hall? Tonight's uh, NBC, MSNBC, is it on M- MSNBC or is it N- NBC? I think it's both. I think it's, it's actually going to be um, simulcasted on both, I think. But it's a veteran's form. Now, I don't know why Trump is doing this. It's on both. Okay, so it's on MSNBC, and it will be broadcasted on NBC. Now, I don't know why Trump is doing this, because any time he's ever done anything involving NBC, it has not worked out well. It hasn't. And Hillary doesn't do anything involving Fox. That's why I loved, about a week ago, the left was screaming and yelling, Donald Trump is only doing Fox News interviews. He's only doing Fox News interviews. He won't do any other interviews. He's only doing... Really, you guys have the audacity to complain that for about three weeks, I don't even think it was that long. I think maybe two weeks. Trump was only doing Fox interviews. Hillary Clinton doesn't do anything involving Fox. I mean, she hardly does any TV as it is. But when she does, she's not doing Fox. What'd she do, Wallace? Which, seriously, this entire time. She did Wallace. There was no Fox town hall when uh, Hillary and Bernie were battling it out. But there was a whole bunch of CNN, MSNBC town halls.
1: So I don't know why
0: Trump is putting himself in this position because, A, you know MSNBC is going to try to get the momentum back. And they know when Trump is in these situations and he's shooting from the hip, a lot of things can happen. (laughs) You know, Us, us Trump supporters know a lot of things can happen. He could start talking about you know, uh, punishing women for abortion. Now, listen, he, he was he was bullied into that. If you wanted to use a liberal term, when Chris Matthews is drooling, somebody's gonna be punished. Somebody's gotta be punished. Gotta be punished. Blah, 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 blah. He's not a politician. Trump's like, ah, oh, yes, yeah. So, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. So he's not, you know. He, he, he's more like, I mean, that's why people that's why people love him I mean, seriously, that's, that's why people love him, that's why people hate him because he's like us he is, he's like us and I talked about that abortion thing when it happened basically what he said is what you would say if you're just hanging out with your buddies, drinking some beers maybe if you live in a state like Colorado, you're taking a a puff on a joint, and maybe you're pro-life, your friends pro-choice, and you get into a conversation about, well, where does life begin? What's the definition of murder? If you're saying uh, that is a human, and you can, I mean, you you easily could see that conversation taking place in the confines of somebody's house or at a bar. And someone goes, well, if it's murder. If it's murder, if that's considered murder, shouldn't people be punished for committing
1: murder? Oh,
0: yeah, if you really want to be technical. And that's really what Trump did. Trump basically was like, well, yeah, if you want to be technical. And it was like, whoa, wait, hey, oh my God. So... Yeah. These forums, Trump shoots. So he shoots. Which we call shooting. He shoots. Now, things could be different because he's definitely been more disciplined. He hasn't had any gaffes. They tried to make a gaff out of him shooting on Ben Sass. You know, that, that creature, Jennifer Rubin. I think that's her name from the Washington Post. And when I say creature, listen, I'm not, you know, I don't mean to be critical people. I'm an equal opportunity offender. You know, Chris Christie's morbidly obese. I, I, yes, I know. I, 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 you know, schoolyard looks and I get, but Jennifer Rubin is, is hard to look at. Okay. She's tough. She's tough. She reminds me. If you look at her picture in the Washington Post, on her articles at the end, you scroll down and you see the picture. She reminds me of, remember the Geico commercial with the cavemen? That's what she reminds me of, The the one of the cavemen. She did a whole thing trying to create this Trump. He's back at it. He's losing self-control because Trump basically. Yeah, I know Rachel Maddow's hard to look at, too. But you know who's worse than Rachel Maddow? Sally Cohen. Woohoo! Man! Wow! Shoo! Because at least Rachel Maddow, you could look at the old pictures of her with the long blonde hair, and you're like, oh, Sally Cohen, I think, has always looked like Sally Cohen. I think she came out of the womb looking like that. Where the doctor was like, ah, it, uh here, it's an it. I digress. Let me get back. <laughs> Let me get back. So, uh, Rube, I know I'm sorry. I, should, I shouldn't be like that. It's very bad. The switchboard would be lighting up if I was on KFI 640 AM. <laughs> Program director would be like, you can't talk like that. What are you doing? You're going to offend ugly women all across Los Angeles. Anyways, so she kept trying to play the whole, oh, he's at it again. The, 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 look what he said to Ben Sass. And it still amazes me that everybody could take their shots at Trump, say whatever they want about Trump, whatever they want. And if Trump responds, he's somehow an a-hole, somehow he's unpresidential. How many times have we seen Obama in the last seven and a half years run someone down? Seriously. How many times have we seen him shoot on the, the, someone in the press? And he's the president. He's not trying to be the president. He is the president. How many times have we seen Obama get very upset at a question and just run down the reporter? And the funny thing is, when uh, Trump says those things about Sass, he's saying nothing uh, different than an opponent would say. Sass is a very weak senator. He, he's, he's done bad for his state. He's not, like, calling him a, a, a goat effer. He's not doing anything like that. He's like, hey, he's, he's, a, he's not a good senator. He's not a good senator. So, Trump hasn't been doing those things, meaning he hasn't been going off the rails. The The only time he went outside the script, so to speak, was the Ben Sass thing. So, who knows what's going to happen at the forum tonight. He might be, like, on script and laid back. To the point, but listen, Matt Lauer is going to do everything, everything in his power to go after Trump. I mean, this is a guy who's part of the Global Clinton Initiative. Seriously, again, how Trump and the Republicans agree to this uh, is mind blowing. How do they agree to this and not force Hillary to do something? With Fox Fox is not a bastion of conservatives And now Um, What's her name My girl there, my woman My Scientologist What's her name Van Susteren With Van Susteren leaving You know the conservatives are, are, are Far few between Maggie Kelly's not a conservative you know the the sons. They're they're doing everything in their power to to strip Fox of that evil conservative Republican brand name. So for Trump and the Republicans to not agree to say, "Hey, we'll do this, no problem," but Hillary's going to have to uh, do a Fox town hall. She's going to have to do something with Fox. Because Matt Lauer is a Clinton shill. He's a Clinton shill. Matt Lauer is a Clinton shill. And he's the one moderating. Now remember... And you've seen it with CNN and Anderson Cooper. They don't just moderate. They don't just go, all right, you, uh, uh, war veteran, ask a question. You, war veteran. They ask a question. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Trump will answer. And then Matt Lauer or Anderson Cooper will do, like, a follow-up. Or they'll ask their own question. So they're going to throw in their own questions. So you know, mark my words, what's going to happen tonight. The John McCain war hero question will come up tonight. The John McCain war hero controversy will come up tonight. Mark my words. Mark my words. It's going to come up tonight. And how Trump answers that question is going to be headline for tomorrow. And I'll tell you this. I know Trump doesn't like to apologize. He did the half-apology... And it went a long way. People were like, whoa. Oh man. Did he just did he did he just kind of apologize? Did he say he regrets? Oh my gosh. So I I was Kellyanne Conway. Or I was Stephen Bannon. I would have a plan. And that plan would be to apologize for those comments. I would take the wind. And that's what it would do. It would take the wind out of that forum. And it would take wind out of the new commercials. Commercials. That are running. That's why. It's going to come up tonight. And Trump should seize on that. And say you know what. In the heat of the campaign. Sometimes you regret them. Sometimes you don't. And there's been things that I regret. POWs Is something I regret. And if it offended John and it offended POWs, I'm sorry for that. I know it's against the apology rule, but I'm telling you, and I don't mean to sound like a Hugh Hewitt, but it would take everything. I know McCain is a rhino. I know, I, I I'm not a fan of McCain and I despise his daughter even more.
1: But it would so,
0: so take the wind. It would destroy it would destroy them. I'm telling you tonight, they're going to harp on it. Right now, Paul Bagala, that little scumbag, okay? Paul Bogala, that little scumbag. He's a CNN commentator, and he's also the head of a Hillary Super PAC. Basically, the Hillary Super PAC. The Super PAC that runs just every ad you can see. I mean, there is no ad on TV for Hillary that's not a Paul Begala Super PAC. And the new ad that they are... Hammering is where Trump is talking about McCain, talking about POWs, and it cuts to veterans, maimed in war, missing limbs, faces were melted off, wheelchairs, it's very graphic, it's very graphic. And it's very in-your-face. So they're going to be hammering this. They're going to bring it up tonight. Matt Lauer is going to do everything in his power. Everything in his power. So, that's my opinion. Who am I? Hey i a mile jerk-off. I get it, but my opinion, okay? Don't know if the Trump campaign is the show or they read our articles. Don't forget, anybody that's new to the show, you go to rossickashow.com. We post a blog every day. You go to zerofilter.com, one of our other sites, we post a blog every day. And it's normally the main topic from the show. So you read it, and you can envision me saying it. And we get that story out to the Trump campaign and the Clinton campaign, and we send it to different quasi-journalists, and then they block us. Block. (laughs) Block. Josh Barrow, that little hipster scumbag, block. He blocked us. Joanne Walsh, block. These are the liberal douchebags that go on TV. And go, Republicans are racist. They're, they're bastards. Trump's racist. He's a bigot. He's a bastard. All of his supporters are bastards. They write these horrible stories. They're all Klansmen. They're all Nazis. They're all... And then if you hit them up, and I'm not talking about hitting them up going, you scum, you douche, you a-hole, you go, hey, uh, check out this article. And in the article, kind of says how their point of view is wrong. It's a biting article. But nonetheless, it's an article. It's not a, I want to rape you, I want to kill you, I want to murder you. It's nothing like that. And then they read the article, and it hurts them. It invades their safe space. And then they block. That's why journalists. I, call, or I hate to call them journalists because they're, I mean, uh, journalists. Katie Burr, she's a journalist. Get out of here. You know? <laughs> Come on. Okay, sure. Anyways, that's why they're fit to be tied during this election season. Seriously, that's why they've been fit to be tied. Because none of them, none of from Anderson Cooper to Don Lemon, Blitzer, Jake Tapper, none of them have been in a situation where a
1: politician
0: has challenged them. Never. They've never been in a situation where they can write an article, you know, they do their thing, or they do a telecast, and then the person they did the telecast about does an interview or goes to Twitter and calls them out. Or they're doing an interview with them, and they get called out during an the interview. They've, they've never had that happen before, and it completely changed. Because these quasi-journalists are the biggest crime babies in the world. You, you can't get bigger crime babies than the people that I've mentioned. Because it's always been the rule of thumb. It's it's always been journalists can write anything they want about you. Television hosts You know, the the program people in the programs that have their own shows, they're allowed to say anything they want, and who they're talking about never able or or never supposed to respond. It's like the rule of thumb you're not allowed to respond. I mean, man. Imagine if back in 2012, at the left did to Romney. Rather, it was Andrea Mitchell doing the whole Romney's-like, uh, George Bush, and the Superman Skinner. Remember that? Whole thing? I mean, uh, imagine if instead of Republican National Committee instead of, who was it whoever it was back then Michael Steele, going
1: we're really upset by what you did we want you
0: and then Andrew Mitchell doing this half ass next day well no no it's tired you know this is like half ass you know doing this because we 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 want to not because Imagine if Romney was like just rah, just just went after them. Things might have been different. Things might have been different. The media is the way they are with Trump because they've never been challenged before. They they've never been put in their place. People, how many how many times? During this election cycle, how many times during this election cycle? And one of my friends, Romney was in a, it was not a grocery store. It was it was some type of, uh, um, like a scanner, a barcode. It was some type of scanning. Uh, mechanism, and they tried to compare Romney, being wow, the process was, to pop Bush and not understanding a supermarket. I'm foggy on the exact particulars of the the scanning uh, situation. It wasn't a grocery store scanner, but it was similar to that. And Andre Mitchell and MSNBC tried to play the oh, whole. Look at Romney, not not understanding this technology. He's out of touch, blah, blah, blah. So, and Foddy. I might have had a concussion like Hillary, where I kind of don't remember large swaths of information from my life quite frankly, there's about 12 years of my life I'd like to forget. There's <laughs>
1: about 12 years. I was, I
0: was like, what? I don't remember that. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish. Anyways, let me get back to uh, the, <laughs> the media Matt Lauer so we can button all this. Stuff. How many times have you seen? And I, I haven't seen it in my political time. But uh, the of satellite feed being cut off has never been at that level. <laughs> How many times have you seen these heated debates where the reporter? The germ put in their place, and all of a sudden the feed gets caught.
1: <laughs> seriously, seriously, re- re- hell! Remember the the complete just
0: anarchy on the on the what was it? Brooke Baldwin between the uh,
1: the Cruz support
0: I uh, again despise, Dis- despise. And we'll get to that in in, in the next segment, the one that uh, was rumored to be with Ted Cruz. You guys remember what's what was her name? The 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 Amanda Amanda was it Amanda Plummer Amanda Amanda Carpenter Amanda Carpenter. Remember when she was on with uh, with with Brooke Baldwin, and she's running down Trump. It wasn't even a Trump surrogate, per se. It was a talk show host, I think, out of Boston, who's pro Trump. Who's like, I like. You. And she was like, Listen, Amanda, aren't you the one that's boffing Ted Cruz? And it was like, What?
1: <laughs>
0: it was like, just, just I mean, and that's just one example. How many Don Lemon interviews, Don Lemon's like, All right, we're done, we're done, <laughs> we're done. How, how many Don Lemon uh, interviews ended with Don Lemon just, just cutting the segment because the person was going off on Hillary, going off on Democrats? Because Don Lemon does, CNN, listen, Dr. Joe. So the media, the media despises Trump, not just because they're all libs and quasi-conservative Republican, but it's because he challenges them. He challenges them, He chal- and, and that's what they don't like. Because they all grew up, they all grew up as the outcasts, as the losers, the no friends. I mean, just look at the more prominent ones. Anderson Cooper. Come on. Don Lemon. Come on. So Donald. Come on. I mean, Chris Hayes, you really think Chris Hayes was just this happening, just uh, just the the light of the party? Uh, So they all got in a journalism so they could get back at all the people that were mean to them. They could be keyboard warriors. That's where the definition comes from. They can sit there and be like,
1: Oh, things you said to me when we were in high school. You are now, you
0: And then, poof, goes out. And then the person that, they're talking, oh my God, oh my God. And then Crusades is like uh, uh, now millions of people are reading what a what a douche that person was. I got back at him for not inviting me to his cool birthday
1: party where Alison Moffat, the high school prom queen, was there and I just wanted to smell her hair. <laughs> That's those journalists. Katie Turr's dad
0: was Bruce Jenner before Bruce Jenner. So imagine growing up and you're in high school. Said, hey, how you doing? It's, uh Katie here. Yeah, I wanna tell it. And then uh, a month later, hi, this is Ba this is Abina ba- Tur. All the kids are like, uh, Katie, your dad is a- is a she? Your dad got his ding dong off? What's going on
1: here? So, of course, Katie is like, I'm going to pet everybody that made fun of me. They're all Trump supporters. They're all Trump supporters. Oh. Hi, it's, it's Kate Turr. I'm going to do everything in my power to become a big time journalist so I can. Back at everybody who made fun of me because of my dad. How do I, how do I, give, how do I get to MNBC? Oh, I become Keith Oberman's girlfriend? Okay.
0: I mean, that's how Katie Turb got to where she is, guys. She dated Keith Oberman. When Keith Oberman was the big hot shot of MSNBC. That's Katie Turr.
1: i get you.
0: So, watch Matt Lauer, because Matt Lauer is part of that crew. Matt Lauer is part of that crew. So, watch the fireworks tonight. I predict Matt Lauer So are going to be coming at Trump, coming at him hard, coming at him real hard. And they're going to bring up McCain. So, all right, it's the Rob, the uh, show. We got to take a quick break. I'm not going to close the feed though, you guys on Periscope, but I am going to take a quick break. We've got to break up the segment. Quick break. Everybody, don't panic. Those of you on Periscope, you're just going to, I don't know, listen to wind. <sighs> and then when we come back, we're going to talk about those little scumbags in Iran. New detail. Well, hey, man. Hey, You know, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I, I'm going to give you a concept. I'm going to give you guys a concept when we get back. You know, when you hear people go, Trump is going to get us. Trump is going to get us into World War III. It's not going to be Trump. Hillary Clinton is elected. Clinton is going to get us into World War III. Because she's going to have to somehow show that she's not a punk like Obama you gotta look for a non-transgender bathroom (laughs) just call Bob Katie Turr's hit up Katie Turr on Twitter and go Kate where can I find a non-transgender bathroom (laughs) we'll be right back Oh, you guys are brutal. Yes!
3: safe when they keep us safe you know they make America a
0: got to reach out to uh, Baked Alaska and tell them we need a new song. All right. Tell them we need a new song, damn it. Need a new song. Need a new song. What do you what do you think? Think we can get a new song or uh, Okay, so Let's talk about Now Yesterday, we did a whole uh, Obama, did a whole Obama gets punked segment. You had China. I mean, think about it. You had China making Obama basically. jump out of the plane like it was on fire. <laughs> Seriously. They basically made Obama... They didn't do what they were supposed to do for the President of the United States. Then, once they got into where they are supposed to go for the summit and the meeting... That certain people weren't allowed. I mean, the, the the Chinese did this to Obama. That has never been done to an American president. Never ever, never ever, been done to an American president. You all seen that video of uh, the I don't know what he was the, the the Chinese chief of staff yelling, just going off i uh, one of Obama's people. He was just he was he was like just you you I don't
1: know if it
0: sounded like that, but I mean he was just going off. He was off. So he talked to about telling Obama that if he got into his face to question how he deals with drug dealers he would call him a <laughs> son of a whore. And since that happened, the Philippines president said, I regret saying son of a whore, but I don't apologize. And then, of course, Obama and Putin had a whole little talk which amounted to the Russians breaking off any (laughs) conversations with John Kerry or any other American (laughs) diplomat that was discussing things in Syria. So no one affects Obama. He goes to Laos. Them. I'm so sorry for what America did I'm so sorry it's just, I'm so sorry I mean no one does like we said yesterday Jimmy Carter looks at Obama and says I could kick his
1: ass I'm feeble cancer grilled
0: ex-peanut farmer and I could kick his ass. I could kick Barry's ass. Jimmy Carter's saying I was a weak president. Can't get any more weak than Jimmy Carter. Seriously, can't get any more weak than Jimmy Carter. Say that because he's riddled with cancer. Oh, maybe it's in remission. Whatever. When the whole can thing happen, I think Ted Cruz, somebody said about Jimmy Carter. It wasn't bad. Like, ah, he's a scumbag. But it was talking about his presidency and him as a president. And people were outraged. Well, the left outrage. You can't talk to Jimmy Carter like that.
1: He's dying. The a weak president. Very weak. Very weak. And Obama's weaker than him.
0: Obama's weaker than him. So that all happened yesterday. I mean, not Obama happened seven and a half years. But all these things happen over the weekend. Then we find out today, and this was astonishing to me. Now, it's been going on just the fact that even after. Even at 1.4 billion dollars, Iran the other day did more maneuvering in the Gulf, the Persian Gulf, and we talk about this. Iran's playing uh, chicken with our Navy ships.
1: And they did it again. They did it again the other day. The fast track or, 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 or fast
0: attack boats, I guess they're called. There were seven Iranian fast attack boats. They came within a hundred yards of the fireball. The
1: postal patrol,
0: thirty soldiers, Obama officially gave them one. 0.4 billion billion, because now we have learned that
1: all
0: the ransom money has been to Iran. So not just $100 million,
1: but all their money. They've got all that money. They're flushed.
0: 1.4, close to 1.5 billion dollars in
1: cash. And what do they do? Playing chicken. Plain chicken. I mean, seriously. Seriously. How weak, how weak of a president is
0: Obama? Now, You want to talk about starting world history? Right now, no one respects us. No one respects us. Not one country respects us. Not even our allies. I mean, they don't. Look at Obama as Jimmy Carter. Those that are in power... Who have been at the surface of power during the Carter era. Sit around and go, man. It's Obama. Think about Iran. And what they did with Jimmy Carter. And here we are. They're doing the same thing, but worse to Obama and look at the history and legacy of Jimmy Carter as it pertains to Iran and now look at Obama and the history and at the end of the day legacy
1: with Iran
0: I mean it's it's striking it, it really is it really is striking but think about this. Now, I don't feel this way. I, mean, I might feel this way about Hillary. But put that aside. In general, I don't feel this way. And that be women are weaker than men, and in turn, women tougher. Women have to do things a man wouldn't normally have to do is to change the perception that they are weaker than a guy. I know that might be controversial, but let's face it, you're talking about Iran, you're talking about Saudi Arabia, you're talking about Iraq, you're talking about Pakistan, you're talking about China. You're talking about the Philippines. You know, you're talking about a lot of countries that look at women as being less than a man. I mean, even in Germany, they're turning on Andrea Merkel They just had an election over there for people in her party, and they lost. The hard right is starting to get power.
1: The odds don't look good for Andrea Merkel' future election. So
0: at the end of the day, China, Russia, Iran, are going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. So now let's say Hillary becomes president.
1: Oh, excuse me. Gonna have
0: to prove that he's not weak like Obama. What do you think if Hillary becomes president? All of a sudden, Putin, China, the rest of those countries are all of a sudden go. Oh, oh, wait a minute! Like Hillary, I got the, uh, I got my my Whatever she's got Black lung I don't know (laughs) But all these countries Aren't going to all of a sudden Go Oh Hillary's the president Remember she was secretary of state And she was weak then When she went to the middle East, Her head up She did everything she was told to do. Every one of her policies failed. All these other countries know they failed. I was a new part of everything that's going on with them now. So Iran knows that she was of this nuclear deal. It basically, has put Iran on the path to getting a weapon.
1: Technically, 10 years, according to the terms
0: of the agreement, if they don't cheat, they're able to have a weapon in 10 years. Of course they're going to cheat. Of course they're going to cheat. And it's obvious. That they're doing what they're doing, aligning themselves with Russia. Remember when Romney said back in 2012 Russia, they're the country that is our biggest threat. We have to worry about Russia. Remember, we all mocked them. We're all like, oh, Mitt, what are you doing? You know, terrorism. And got a lot of things. talk about Russia, and you're, you're opening yourself up, and Obama's going to give you a singer Obama lit him up. And at the end of the day, I hate to say it, but Mitt Romney was kind of right. Goofy ass Mitt Romney was kind of right. Now, that's not to say that can't be reversed. I mean, there is no negotiating with ISIS. There is no negotiating with the Islamic terrorists. There is negotiating with Russia. So, yeah, Mitt was right, but Mitt can also be wrong. But Iran is doing what they're doing because of Russia. Because Russia said, we got your back. Don't worry about it. And what's Obama going to do? Nothing. Nothing. They could do a damn thing. So, Iran knows that Hillary was part of that deal. Iran knows that they got $1.4 billion with Hillary Clinton being part of that deal. Iran knows they've got all these concessions and... All of these deals were made so they could be compliant. I mean, the, the, the whole Iran nuclear deal was just shady. Just shady from the stuff. They know that. So they know Hillary's weak. And Hillary knows she's weak. They watch Hillary Goffin, gagging, practically throwing up on stage. Hillary wins. What do you think Hillary's going to do? Flex muscle. All of these countries already know she's weak just by carrying on the same Obama policies. Add that with just the look of Hillary, the sound of Hillary's lungs, and then factor in the fact that she's a woman. And again, that's not me saying women are weak. Talking about a perspective from Iran and Russia and China. What's Hillary going to have to do? Hillary's going to be sitting in that office. She's going to be there with She's not going to have a cigar She might have something else And Hillary Will contemplate How to Hillary is tough So you want to talk about Unstable You want to talk about Somebody That could get us into World War 3 Hillary Clinton the generals carry out S-Y-Z Russia, China, Iran won't because they'll say he's going to be weak just like Obama. She is weak just like all women are weak. So, not going to comply. And then she will say all right. Start bombing. Start the invasion. Start whatever. And then I ran, then I. <laughs> Russia, China. We'll say, oh, ho, ho.
1: Whoa.
0: She wants to be. She wants to wear. 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 Wear pants. Okay. She wants. To Take off those depends. She wants to put on some, some thong, right? And then they will do what they do. And before you know it, you hear sirens, air, or at least proxy wars in the Middle East. Definitely
1: proxy wars. Iran
0: China In the Middle East Benny Nahu Is going to be itching Itching To make his move on Iran And Hillary's not going to stop him Hillary's not going to do a damn thing And then Yahoo will drop a bomb on Iran, and now you basically have a region, that will be no more. So, you want to talk about, and having a, unstable president. Look no further than Hillary Clinton. Look no further than Hillary Clinton. And there's my doomsday scenario. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Looking at what's happening with Iran. I'm looking at what's happening over in the Persian Gulf. I'm looking at what's happening When we give somebody $1.4 billion and they're like, oh, thank you very much. Now we're going to F with you. Oh, thank you. We have nuclear capabilities. All right, we're going to F with you. You've given us everything we've asked for. And we're going, (laughs) you tell me. You tell me. so you tell me, was it signify? You tell me what's gonna happen with Hillary Clinton. The one thing about Reagan, and the one thing can be said about Trump, which I know the never Trumpers lose their minds when you compare Trump and Reagan. I I know, I know they go nuts liberals go nuts, but they really are similar. They really are. You know, you have to take out the era and where we are in this era and saying, well, Reagan wouldn't have done this and Reagan wouldn't have done that and he wouldn't have said this. You don't know what Reagan would have said or what Reagan would have done if there was Twitter, if there was the Internet. You don't know. You have no idea. You have absolutely no idea. You have no idea what Trump would have been if you put him in the 80s. If the guy that does the interview with Oprah Winfrey, and Oprah Winfrey's practically deep-throating them on her show. Are you going to run? Are you going to run for president? Are you going to do it, Don? Are you going to do it? So Iran and China and Russia, all these foreign countries. Looked at Reagan and looked at Carter and said, "God, the cowboy, <laughs> the the actor, seems a little, maybe quick on the trigger. He seems like somebody that we might not be able." To push around. We better kind of. Be a little careful with him. And that's a fact. Now. Do we have facts. To back that up with Trump. Well. I think when Trump went to Mexico. And did what he did and other officials scream at their president to not invite him and when Trump gets there he says what he says he does what he does and hops on a plane and goes back to the United States and only then many hours later does the president of Mexico open his mouth and say, I,
1: I said we weren't gonna pay for the wall.
0: He had every opportunity to said on Twitter and what he said to Reuters on that stage with Donald Trump, because Donald Trump said what he said. Donald Trump even looked at President Macco Then to the press. said, We just pay into the wall. The president could have popped in and said, well, we Did talk about uh, Mexico would not pay for the wall." First indication of world leaders a little intimidated might be the first indication, but Hillary Clinton. president is going to be very, very frightening, very frightening. All right, there's my Iran spiel, Obama, weak, pathetic, And being more than Jimmy Carter. So, Rob's a Gary Show. We're going to take a, quick, and I mean quick, real quick, uh, Trump train song break, and then right back.
2: Are you, are you coming to the train oh. led by a man? Who wants to break the chains? Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you right,
3: coming to
2: the train? Where brave men called out for a built by crane. Media is terrified they can't control Second. his reign. Let's meet this year. On the Trump train are you? are you coming to the train where brave men calls out the fools who lead in vain lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign Let's meet this year on the Trump train are you are you coming to the train we're ahead of hope? Side by side with me, make America great again, break the chain. Let me this year on the Trump train.
1: And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed
3: at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not gonna go on any longer. Are you, are you
2: coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join a revolution, break the chains. Let's meet this year on a Trump train. We're gonna win at the borders. We're gonna win, and we're gonna
3: keep winning. And we are going to make America great again, greater than ever.
0: still, we're still going strong, we're still going strong, so, you know, I wanted to talk about this uh, last week, but we didn't get around to it, two things, I shouldn't say last week, I should say uh, Monday or Tuesday when we got back on the air. Trump going to uh, the uh, the black church, which happened last week. And then the thing I wanted to talk about last week, and that's the never Trump crew. The never Trump crew. And I wanted to kind of talk about the Glenn Becks and the Megan McCains and the Ben Sasses and the Charlie Sykes and the Stuart Stevens and the Anna Navarros. Now, never. Have we been in a situation? Rather it's the left or the right, where individuals from one's own party have actively gone out of their way, not just attack their nominee. but to actively undermine every aspect of their candidacy. When I listen to Glenn Beck, okay? I don't listen to him all the time. Maybe once or twice a week, I'll catch a half hour. Maybe I'll catch... 45 minutes, but he really is unlistenable. I mean, he really is unlistenable. I mean, Glenn Beck is, is unlistenable. There, there's times where what he's saying is mildly entertaining, and it's far and few between. But he's really unlistenable. And the two, I don't even know who they are. They they think they're just all that in a bowl of chips. His little sidekicks. Uh, they're, they're really it, it's 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 a three man unlistenable train wreck. But when you hear Beck talk about. I'm sick and tired of people saying that if Trump you loses the election, it's going to be because of me and other never-Trumpers. I wish I had the power. If I had that power, then Ted Cruz would be the nominee. If I had that power, then so-and-so would be the nominee. But it's not about the power for one individual to make a difference. The power that collectively creates a narrative that all of these establishment. Republicans are against the nominee. And because of that, one would then take from what is going on that the Republican nominee is that bad, is that
1: horrible.
0: And we've never been in a situation. where you've had the Charlie Sykeses and the Glenn Beck's and the Anna Navarro's and all of these GOP people rallying against their own nominee. And one individual? One person? No. It doesn't make a difference, but
1: collectively,
0: as a whole,
1: yeah, yeah, collectively, as a
0: whole, when you have the Ben Sasses, because listen, you can not want Trump, that's fine. But to get on your horse, okay? To to get on that high horse and say, morally, you can't vote for Trump. It goes against your principles. It's complete nonsense. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. The people that spout this off are the people that are so disgruntled and so butt hurt that their guy didn't win it has nothing to do with principles it has absolutely nothing to do with principles it doesn't it has absolutely nothing to do with principles it has everything to do with money and being butt hurt Because your guy didn't win. So it has everything to do with the fact that Trump didn't spread that money to people like Crystal or Erickson. Remember, all these people have skin in the game as it pertains to money. Rather, they have websites. Rather, they have think tanks, rather they have magazines, and when Trump doesn't give them money, when Trump doesn't play that game, they get disgruntled. When Trump doesn't do what you're supposed to do and hire this, uh, you know, insider speechwriter or that insider pollster or, uh, you know, ad buys for this district and ad buys for that district and just the complete machine. Oh, I got to give Eric Erickson X amount of money for his group. I got to give X amount of money for Bill Crystal so he can run ads in a, in a, a magazine. Like, who reads the magazine anymore? You know where you read magazines when you go to Borders or, or Barnes & Noble, wherever the hell is still around? Barnes and & Noble. And you read the magazines that are on the right. You don't buy them. You stand there and you read the magazine. That's all. You read the magazine. Oh, this is great. You read the magazine. That's it. That's it. So Trump didn't do those things. So they're butt hurt. Those are butt hurt. Now the Anna Navarro's are butt hurt because their guy didn't win. Jeb Bush didn't win. Remember, it was supposed to be Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton. Remember that. Supposed to be Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton. Oh, on the establishment side, it was Jeb Bush, and on the conservative side the tea party grassroots side it was supposed to be ted cruz so it was really supposed to be a battle between ted cruz and jeb bush now you could throw marco rubio in there but marco rubio and jeb bush are one and the same and ultimately it probably was supposed to be Jeb Bush at the top, Marco Rubio as his vice president. Technically, that's what it was supposed to be. But take Marco Rubio out for a second. So it was supposed to be a battle between Bush and Cruz. The establishment versus Tea Party grassroots. And remember Bush's strategy. You got to be willing to lose the primary to win the general. So the Bush strategy was to have 100 or or $150 million and basically financially swamp everybody that he ran against. And ultimately, everybody would drop out because they would run out of cash. Trump comes in and he F's up the establishment's game plan, and he F's up the grassroots game plan. So people like Mark Levin, who now is on the Trump train, begrudgingly, but he's on the Trump train. Because like I said before, you have two choices. That's it. You might not like the two choices, but that's all you have. That is all you have. There's not three. There's not four. Gary Johnson is not a choice. Jill Stein is not a choice. The conservative, whoever that guy, I don't even know what that other guy is. I think the only person that's had him on the air was Glenn Beck. Exactly. But there's no other choice. And what kind of Republican, what, what, what kind of just not Democrat are you if you say, you know what, I, I hate Trump so much, I'm going to... To vote for Hillary. I mean that's insane. It's absolutely insane. And it has no rational basis. Except for the fact that Trump either beat your guy or beat your pocketbook. Because just like years ago, Democrats loved Trump. He wasn't a bigot. He wasn't a racist. Hell, Jesse Jackson talked glowingly about Donald Trump before. You remember what we said the other day. If somebody is a racist, if somebody is a bigot, and there's somebody that's been in the public eye for 10, 20, 30 years, it would have already come out, okay? That stuff doesn't stay hidden. Look at marginal celebrities. Look at people like Paula Dean. Eventually, parties where you have black people dressed up as slaves... It eventually comes out. So, for thirty years, never once did you hear Donald Trump being racist. We're not talking about off-color jokes. We're, we're you know, just like. The majority of the sexist, misogynist stuff that you hear that the left goes, Trump
1: is this,
0: it's all part of an act. The majority of the footage that they play to prove their is Howard Stern interviews. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. The whole premise of Howard Stern. I talk about the new Howard Stern. The Howard Stern that's 60 years old that looks like an aging woman with the 20-year-old uh, girl. Not that Howard Stern, but the good Howard Stern. The whole premise of his show. Sex jokes, fart jokes, puke jokes. Racial humor. That was, that, that, that was Howard Stern. That's why he had a black sidekick. That's why he still has a black sidekick. That's why he always would say he's a half Jew. So when your ammunition is sound bites from the Howard Stern show from 2000, and he's like, so what is, what is Melania have What is she wearing right now? Is she in bed? What does she look like? Oh yeah. I mean, really? That and that's <laughs> you know, that that's that's your fodder. So all the Democrats were fine with racist Trump when he was giving them money. Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were fine with racist Trump when they were at his wedding. Bill Clinton was fine with racist Trump when he was Golfing on his golf courses. Rand Paul was fine with racist Trump when he was golfing with him. Even Eric Erickson at one point was fine with racist, unprincipled, non conservative Trump when he was uh, throwing money at that uh, conservative. I don't know, Catalina Wine Mixer. <laughs> Whatever they called that yearly thing. I call it the conservative Catalina Wine Mixer. So all these people were fine. Even Ben Shapiro. Okay, that little scumbag. That little scumbag, Ben Shapiro. Of course, stepbrothers. That little scumbag, Ben Shapiro. At one point, Ben Shapiro liked Trump. Ah,
3: Trump. Trump. Yeah.
0: Trump. But what happens is when all these people hit up Trump and they're, like, holding their hands out and Trump's like, hey, yeah. And he <laughs> he gives them, like, a, a slap, like, a, hey, yeah, hey, high five. And they're like, no, 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 I'm not looking for a clap. I'm not looking. I was just, can you throw, you know. What do you want me to throw you?
1: <laughs>
0: what do you want me to, what, No, I don't want skin. I want, I want green. Oh, I'm not giving you green. Oh, really? Okay. And then the next day, Donald Trump is an a-hole. He's not a conservative. He's not a principled conservative. I can't vote for him. I can't vote for Donald Trump. He's not a principled conservative. So I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> what? So we, we've never had this before. So, yeah. Yeah. When you hear people, rather it's Sean Hannity, or other ones say, if Donald Trump loses, it's going to be because of people like Glenn Beck and the rest of the so-called conservatives that get paid to go on CNN panels and talk down Farage, their own nominee. That's the best part. All of these pundits, these these these, you know, uh, uh, Navarros and Stevens, all these guys, Rick Wilson, all these guys that worked in Republican politics for years and, and were paid by R- R- Romney's and other individuals. And these same people rallied against liberals and rallied against the things CNN and MSNBC have done. And now they're being paid by these very same people to betray to betray their own party, that's insane. It's insane. You want to talk about whores. Seriously, you want to talk about whores. you want to talk about doing things for the almighty shekel man So yeah. When you hear people go, Trump can't win unless he gets at least 95% of the Republican electorate to vote for him. And right now he's only at 82%. Well,
1: yeah. Because the other
0: 15% is being told, if you vote for Donald Trump, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a scumbag. And they're
1: being told by Republicans. They're being told by people like Ben Sass.
0: That's just, it's just insane.
1: It's insane.
0: It really is. And like I said before, yeah, Glenn Beck doesn't have tens of millions of listeners, but even if Glenn Beck, let's say Glenn Beck has a half a million followers. Let's say Glenn Beck has a half a million followers. Okay, he has a half a million followers. I, I uh, that, fascinating to me, but he has a half a million followers, and they do whatever Glenn Beck says. They they want to they want to lick his Cheeto face. They 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 want to lick his tears. They want to go and take a tour of his little museum of artifacts, whatever weirdo Glenn Beck fans want to do. If a half a million of them go, all right, Glenn, we will not vote for Donald Trump. All right, Glenn. Yes, you are our idol. That's a lot of votes. That don't go to Trump. Because Glenn Beck. Is a crybaby. Bitch. Because when they had a tea party rally. Glenn Beck wasn't allowed to speak for more than a minute. And he was disrespected. And Donald Trump. Was mean to him. Another person. That's like a keyboard warrior. Another person. I'm going to get back at him. So if you have 500,000 Glenn Beckites, okay? And maybe you add that to 200,000 Charlie Psychites. Just these people that have no mind No thought process And they're like okay Glenn Alright I just, I just I just paid $500 to tour your Stupid museum You don't want me to vote for Trump I won't vote for Trump Glenn back a half a million Maybe Charlie Sykes 200000 Dana LaDouche 100,000. I mean, just just go down the list and just add them up. 50,000 here, 100,000 there. Before you go, a million, two million. And when you're talking about an election that's decided by three and four million,
1: two million votes, two and a half million votes It's a big deal. That costs elections.
0: Imagine all the Bernie supporters. Seriously, imagine all the Bernie supporters, all the Hollywood celebrities that were on the Bernie train. Look at Sarah Silverman. She was just a
1: hardcore Bernie, 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 Bernie.
0: And after it was all over, she went, uh, hey, uh, Bernie supporters. I was a Bernie supporter. Uh, It's time to grow up. We have to go to Hillary now. There, end of story. That's the one thing that could be said about Democrats, man. They stick together because you
1: can't be more opposite
0: than Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. I mean, everything about them. Put aside the whole uh, Jewish old man Larry David thing. Put that aside. Put everything about what they stood for and what they believed and how they came to power as far as the Senate and how they were raised. Just, just every aspect of them could not be more different. Their voters. Their people, their support, everything about them and their supporters, different. And yet, at the end of the day, the Bernie crowd—not all of them, but the majority of them—went to Hillary. And the ones that didn't are not rallying on talk shows and not rallying on the radio, saying "f Hillary, f Hillary, f Hillary." You have people like Sarah Silverman going, I was a Bernie Sanders supporter through and through. And now I'm for Hillary. Hell, nobody's more liberal and more of a Hollywood douchebag than Bill Maher. He was a Bernie fan. Bernie, 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 Bernie. Now he's Hillary, 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 Hillary. He doesn't like Hillary. Hillary. But he goes, can't have Trump. He has the exact same philosophy and the exact same thought process that us Republicans are supposed to have. If you don't like Trump, you're supposed to say, I don't like Trump. He does things that I wouldn't do. He does things that ideally I don't want my president to do. But he's not Hillary. And I'd rather vote and elect a piece of coal than Hillary Clinton. Thus, Republicans, we don't do that. You have people like Glenn Beck, whose feelings are so hurt, and Eric Erickson, whose feelings are so hurt, and Charlie Sykes' feelings are so hurt, and Ben Fass, has nothing to do with principle, has nothing to do with being a true conservative, has nothing to do with the, any of that. Has to do with their guy losing. Has to do with money being drawn out of their pockets. It's the fact that Trump is not a politician and he beat all of their asses. Their guy's asses. He beat them. He's an outsider that's not part of their club. He wasn't invited. And he just kicked in the doors and said, Here I am. And he did something that they have all talked about as being the hardest thing in the world and the most important thing in the world. And here this businessman slash TV star slash movie actor slash beauty pageant owner came in and said, I can do what you guys do. And he's been more successful than a combined experience of 500 years of public service. So that's the one thing Democrats have that we don't have, and that's unity. And we will never have it. Trust me, we will never have it. Because whatever happens after this election, we, on this side, will never forget What the Glenn Beck's and the Ben Sasse's and the Eric Erickson's did. And as the elections coming forth and they have their own candidates, we will bury them. We will do to them what they did To us. It's Rob Zakari. It's the Rob Zaccari Show. All right, listen, we're out of here. We're done. It's been a day, a great day of broadcasting. You all are the best. Don't forget, go uh, to the Rob Zakari Show. You will love it. You will be into it. You will enjoy it. Follow us on Twitter. The Rob Show. Follow us on Facebook, The Rob Zaccari Show. Uh, We'll see you guys tomorrow. As always, you are the best. You are the greatest. And uh, keep on, keep on.